the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you so much for joining us on Take 10. We come to you every week with a different mental health-related issue for individuals, caregivers, and others. I'm Ron Aaron, along with Dr. Jamie Heisman. Dr. Jamie is a nationally known psychotherapist and expert on addictions as well. Serves as Chief Compassion Officer for Project Omega with Wellman Medical Management. Carol Zerniel, our other co-host on special assignment at the moment. And so we're going to fly solo with Dr. Jamie So, Jamie, it is indeed the new year. We are rushing headlong into 2023. But a lot of folks are saying, hey, you know what? Nothing's any better. It's still the same old, same old, especially as a caregiver. So now what? You know, Ron, everything around us feels to us, um, like you're saying, morose, difficult, nothing changing, kind of like Groundhog Day. We look at our newspapers and see Congress at work, the same thing that they've done over and over and over again, which is very little, right? We see that we're just like every day something's happening here and, and that we, we can't, we're powerless over it. It's things we're entirely powerless over. So that's why I think we we see ourselves on New Year's also, these these issues about ourselves that are big and broad, you know, that we, we never change personally. So we make these things, right? up called new year's resolutions and my lord you know we put these lofty huge goals on ourselves when we put these lofty huge goals on society at the end of the day i guess to answer your question most succinctly we're all thinking too big society ourselves you know making resolutions and and thinking we can change society all around us it, it just doesn't work that way human beings change slowly okay sometimes organically but Definitely with purpose. As I tell my patients, it's always a three-step forward and two-backward process, which is fabulous progress. But, Ron, to your question, if you, that's society and that's us. That's as fast as we're going to go. So for the caregiver who says, in 2023, I'm going to be more patient. I'm going to take time for myself. I'm going to mm-hmm. relax. I'm going to take the stress out of my life. I'm going to reduce my cortisol. And then three weeks into 2023, nothing's changed. Absolutely. It's not. So in order to change your behavior, okay, you got to be very uncomfortable, 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 and nobody wants to be uncomfortable. Like when I ran treatment centers and we do interventions on addicts, it's impossible for me to get the addict. You know, I can get them to the door. I can't get them into recovery. So we, we look as caregivers, you know, at things, big things that we need to change in our lives. And I think where we go wrong always is that these are huge, big, sweeping changes. Maybe that, like the first question, what we expect out of society, because it sounds sexy. It sounds like what we need to do, but really we're not wired that way. So what we do is like Lao Tzu. I don't know if anybody knows here the Eastern philosopher where it says a journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. And that's what we need to do. Back it up. Our New Year's resolution needs to be one small step at a time. 
and as you look at the way in which you want to change things. Uh, the traditional New Year's resolutions are, as I recall, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to be nicer to my parents. I'm going to be whatever. Those are the broad, general New Year's resolutions. What, what are the ones that you hear caregivers making? Well, obviously, caregivers are making ones that, that allow them, I hope, to deal with their anger, I'm, I'm hoping. Anger management. Well, this time I'm not going to get mad at my mom or my dad or my sister or my brother. Or maybe this year I will start bringing in people into my network, like family members, long-distance caregivers, you know, doctors more. I will not be about me, you know, that old political thing. I alone can do it. That's like a caregiver, too. Uh, and so, yeah, I remember hearing I think, that. Oh, yeah, we all heard it from someone. Um, but at the end of the day, I think a caregiver starts making, even those can be lofty. I think the first thing we have to understand as caregivers is, you know, we have to ask for help. We have to look like a quarterback in a football game for somebody to catch the ball, somebody to block, somebody to give us coordinated uh, coordinated plans, and just realize, humility-wise, we cannot do it alone. Now, for those of you who just joined us, you're listening to Take 10. I'm Ron Aaron, along with Dr. Jamie Heisman. Carol Zerniel, our co-host as well, is on special assignment, so it's me and Dr. Jamie. And we're talking about it's 2023. We've made resolutions. We're trying to bring about change but we don't see it happening. And for Dr. Jamie, you say, uh, reach out for help. Where is that help? Who is that help? Well, you know, in the senior world or aging world, I should say, even in the disability world, where WellMed serves, and I'm grateful to be chief compassion officer, there are phenomenal groups out there, nonprofit groups, agencies, lead agencies, even though groups called like the Area Agency on Aging, which would be eldercare.gov. But there are groups out there that really have, the place for you to go that can triage you properly if it's a, you know, um, what we call a social determinant of health issue, housing, you know, food, things like that. Boom, go to the AAA. If it's something like I need a geriatric care manager, boom, go to the Geriatric Care Manager Association. What I would love our caregivers to start doing is looking for a good therapist who has great background in caregiving. And I'd suggest them go to psychologytoday.com and put them in the zip code. But all around this, Ron, even if it's not our biological family, there are groups and agencies that have the help there. We just have to go out and, and get it. What about family members? Can you reach out to family, family members? Absolutely. In fact, family members are critical. I think we did a show last week or the week before about gaslighting, of course. You have to choose the reliable family member, the one that you can really trust, that you feel safe with. I say safe, that's a neurological term, not in fight, flight, or fear. So you do have one or two that you do feel safe with. And I would get them first together to start planning all of these sort of constellation of planets that you need around you and, and trust them. And then there's others that you probably don't have that high a trust in, and they may be the two of you or three of you can bring those in together. But most definitely, please bring in your, your family members because they're going to be back there questioning if you did not. And assuming uh, the person you're caring for is mentally competent, can they be a help? Can they help oh, you gosh. solve these problems? Yeah, that's the greatest question in the world because so many people think that caregiving is a Superman concept. I would encourage people, when I wrote the book with Lisa um, called Take Your Oxygen First, when people ask about neurological issues, what if I have Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, a memory issue, 
what I always say is everybody can do something at some time, even if they're neurologically challenged. So make sure you include your caree, make sure you include your loved one as much as they clinically can handle it and bring them in because when you don't, you're going to exclude them and you're going to create kind of a shame-based spiral. But when you bring them in, no matter what condition, you know, they're in, QE they're in, they're going to have their self-esteem lifted. They'll feel more connected and they'll buy into the decision uh, quicker. Dr. Jamie, you used a term I'm not familiar with, a shame-based spiral. Yeah, shame-based spiral. Sounds like something Grandma Tamarkin would have made for me. Well, I'm glad you said grandma to market. That's a good thing because it's an intergenerational thing. So when I say shame based, that's our psychologist euphemism for going back to childhood, right? When you couldn't resist anything, all your you know, parents and people around you didn't trust your, your decisions, didn't let you cry, told you, you know, shame-based things. You're not going to be too good. So that's the shame-based spiral I'm talking about back there in childhood. And then, of course, there's that great movie line we all remember, there's no crying in baseball. Is crying bad? Crying is wonderful. In fact, even at WellMed, uh, when I put groups together and we deal with issues, and this week um, I've dealt with at least four losses already that we had. People ask permission to cry, which I can't understand it. I cry in front of my daughter because my daughter needs to understand that pain is inevitable, but suffering is not. And if her daddy cries, and that's just the way of the world, that he's resilient enough to get beyond the crying. So it's real. It's authentic. So I asked our employees, you know, please cry. You've got a great support system around you. You've got texts. You've got loved ones. But crying is a cleansing process and it allows us to let go uh, to a greater power. And the difference between pain and suffering? Well, it's like I can give you the whole Buddhist explanation of the two arrows, right? The first arrow is pain. We usually self-inflict the second arrow of suffering. Pain is something that we can emotionally regulate. We can do breath work, yoga. We can go out. We can connect with people and avoid the suffering. Suffering is what we bring on ourselves when we don't do the emotional regulation or social regulation and really are that island where I alone have to do it. So back to uh, 1,000 Steps, take the first one where Rome wasn't built in a day. Dr. Jamie Eisman, thank you so much. Take 10. We come to you every week. Delighted to have you with us. For Dr. Jamie and Carol Zerniel, I'm Ron Aaron. We'll talk with you soon on Take 10. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.